Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you, if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader. And in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult. And, and I just want to find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Kristen Harcourt. Kristen is an executive coach, professional speaker, and emotional intelligence trainer. And I'm really excited to chat with her. So welcome to the podcast, Kristen. Hi, Jono. So good to be here. I love what we were just chatting about before we pressed record, which is a little bit about your emotional intelligence training, <laughs> which I or you, you heard my reaction when you mentioned that because I, I think emotional intelligence is so important. But uh, beyond that, can you give our listeners uh, just a bit of an overview of, of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely work with leaders. And that's my sweet spot. And my passion is I, I think a lot of people go into leadership without necessarily having anyone pull them aside and help prepare them for what that's going to look like, um, especially as a, a people leader. So I really help individuals um, start with self leadership. And that's done through coaching, through training, doing a lot of keynoting across North America, and actually even globally now with uh, the ability to do things with virtual platforms. And it's really helping individuals start from the inside outs and be able to show up as their best selves and understand some of those ways that they might get in their way of being the best leader that they can be. I love your explanation because, and this is, this is really one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this podcast and chatting with leaders about their stories is so much of leadership is self-leadership and getting you know getting out of the way or, or or recognizing blind spots and i think some of the things you just mentioned in terms of really understanding yourself is so crucial for leaders to really become the best they can be rather than necessarily going okay but what's the best strategy we need to do for our team or company Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Strategy comes next. Like it's not to say, cause I think sometimes there's this philosophy, like it's an either or, okay. So we're going to spend mm. all of our time on self-awareness, emotional intelligence, how we're showing up as leaders and what that means that we're not going to be focused on strategy and business outcomes. The beauty is when you focus on that first, the business outcomes are way more powerful and actually more effective because you're coming from that place. Yeah, I love it. That's so good. Uh, well, what I really am excited to hear about, and I know listeners love hearing people's stories, uh, you know, I'd love to know for for Kristen, even even looking back to when, you know, to, to childhood, I'd love to hear some of the moments in your life that have really shaped you becoming the person, the leader, uh, you know, that, who does what you do now, but but really those moments that shaped you becoming who you are today. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate this question because it's it's so fun to to look back and and recognize all of those moments on the journey that were there as growth opportunities and maybe at the time a little bit uncomfortable and messy, um, but gets you to where you are today. So, I mean, the first thing I would say is I, I'm someone who naturally has a lot of energy. I'm an extrovert, and I would say in some ways you could say a natural born leader in that that. I love expressing myself and, and I have a strong voice and, and care deeply about others. I would say though, as a, as a child and in school, 
I think sometimes some of those elements were squashed and I did sometimes get labeled by teacher as being bossy and spending too much time talking and not enough time paying attention. Mm. And it's interesting, right? Because yes, yes, there's something to be said about focus and you have to pay attention to what's happening in class. But I'm such a believer and as a parent now as well of, of two kids that the opportunity as a leader and whether that's a, a leader in a, a workplace, whether that's a lead, leader in a community leader in a classroom. And I, I honestly believe that we're all leaders in different capacities, whether you have people reporting into you or not. I'm such a big believer in, in nurturing and, and celebrating and helping people to bring out that potential as opposed to squashing it. And there were some really amazing teachers that did that. However, there were also some poignant moments and teachers and mm. sometimes even friends and friends, parents who did do some of that squashing and, and made it seem like being bossy. And it's so interesting if we start to look at the gender norms as well, right? Because yeah. I feel like those same qualities and in a boy, they'd say, oh, he's a leader and he's going places and, and a girl doing those same things. Well, you know, she's somebody that, you know, talks too much and has too much to say and should be a bit quieter. I, I do feel like I had some of that messaging when I was younger, Def not, not from home, but definitely in, in some classroom settings. And that definitely impacted me in yeah. for some time on my journey. I think it kept me a little bit quieter than I naturally was. And That's... so I think, I think that caused me to, to second mm. guess myself for a little bit, but then as I got older and I think got into the teenage years and then got to that point when you're in high school and then continuing down that journey where I built in that confidence. And I think just started to, through a lot of my own personal development work, started to get clear on, on who I am and what it looks like to show up authentically. And I think more and more every day and i say even who i am today it's more and more really accepting and expressing myself and not being so concerned about what anybody else thinks and how it might be perceived but really recognizing that i know in my heart that anything that i do it's always coming from a place of compassion and caring mm -hmm. for others and if some people aren't ready for my message or if some people there's something about me that triggers them i i think i'm getting more and more to the place that i'm recognizing that's not actually about me that's actually <laughs> their work and on their journey yeah that's so good uh, i i, I want to know and maybe uh, i don't know if there is but when you think back to having uh you know those moments where I guess some things, some of those leadership qualities were, were squashed and particularly like you mentioned, that's really interesting about, about the gender norms and about how, you know, maybe a, a, a little boy who was doing that would be encouraged and, oh, wow, what a leader. Are there any, are there any specific stories that come to mind that for some reason really stuck with you um, from, from those sort of years where you, where you just vividly remember being sort of silenced in that way? Yeah, you know what, I, I definitely it would be a couple of different times, different teachers, and I don't think there's one example, it feels like it was a, an accumulation of many things that all came mm. together. And, and sometimes, to be honest, as we're talking about it right now, I think it wasn't just the, the leaders and, and the teachers, it was also with peers, right? So 
sometimes judgment because where I think I felt comfortable in my own skin, they didn't necessarily feel comfortable in their own skin. So when you ask me that question, a moment that shows up for me is back in grade seven, where all through elementary school and junior high, uh, all through elementary school up to grade eight, I was with the same peers, same classmates in the, uh, the same school. And then for grade seven and eight, we moved to another school and I was in French immersion. So a busing, I was bused into another school and there were some new children who came into that environment um, because it was a French school and, and different schools. This was the feeder school. And it was interesting. I, I, I did experience some bullying and to be honest at that day in grade seven as well, during some of those formative years, there was some bullying going on with another girl. And while I wasn't necessarily the ringleader with that bullying, I was a bystander with while that was happening. And then later on, those same people came back and, and did that to me. And when I look what was happening there, I think there was this level of, of, of confidence and me starting to come out into my own and starting yeah. to recognize who I am and really bringing an energy out into the world when I'm showing up as my most true self, I think it's very contagious and it inspires others. And I think that really made them uncomfortable. And so while that was happening, it was, it was really messy and really uncomfortable. And while I had a good relationship with my parents, I just feel like it was a different time. And I'm very cognizant of this as I build a relationship with my kids. I just didn't go home and tell them what was really happening. So to this day, they really mm. don't know everything that was <laughs> happening. Sure. But, and I think of this as a crossroads moment because what ended up happening is as I started to think about going into high school, there was a school where everyone would be going again together. And I said, you know, I'm ready for change. I'm ready for a new environment. I feel like I'm re being reborn into this person that I know that I am. And I went to a new school and it was great because it was all new people. And it felt like I was getting an opportunity to reinvent myself. So it's interesting while it, I, I experienced this bullying and it was super uncomfortable and in it, I didn't like anything about it. However, because of it, I think it was actually a breakthrough moment in my life and recognizing, okay, well, I can't choose how they're going to behave, but I'm now in a place where I get to choose next what's going to happen for me. And I, I recognize that that started to happen over and over again after that time in, in my journey. And I started to have a lot more feeling of self-trust and that I can, um, I can make choices that can change the situation. I can design it and it's not everybody else that gets to decide what that looks like. Yeah, that's incredible. And uh, I, I'm so sorry to hear about um, the bullying uh, you experienced. I'm also just really thankful that you shared that because I, uh, I, I think when we hear these sort of stories that I'm always thinking of listeners who may have gone through something like that and uh, maybe thinking that for some reason, you know, it might be connected to a ceiling that they're hitting or, or maybe even some, some thoughts that they can't do certain things that have lingered from that. And so I just think it's really lovely for you to share that story um, and how you made it through it and, and really vulnerably as well going, you know, there were probably some elements there where I was a bystander, uh, to, and, and that's, that's, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate your vulnerability sharing that Kristen. Thank you. Well, thank you because, and I, I want to acknowledge that I think that situation also caused me to, to develop even more empathy and compassion 
because I recognized that other person and what she would have experienced. And, but I didn't know the same way until I experienced it. So of course, at the time I wasn't thinking, yay, I get to have a growth opportunity and feel really what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes. But I recognize, wow, what it must've been like for her when she was experiencing what she was experiencing. And I understood it on a whole other level that I really wouldn't have understood if I hadn't experienced it myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. So fast forward. And uh, like you mentioned, there was some really, you were finding sort of in the teenage years, and as you got older, you were, you were getting more used to being comfortable with your voice and speaking up. And so as I guess, through that part of your career in that next sort of season, and, and even maybe more recently, what's another story or another moment that you look back to and think, <laughs> for some reason that was really pivotal. It really was another aha moment for you to step into the work you're doing, to step into uh, sort of thought leadership. And are there any moments that really stand out that were, uh, that were sort of watershed moments for you? Yeah, thank you for asking. You know, another moment that really shows up strongly for me that I think, again, is a catalyst for why I do this work is when I did graduate from school and got into the work world, my first couple of bosses were not examples of what I would say are great leadership. I experienced um, quite a bit of dysfunction, uh, again, recognizing in, in retrospect they didn't necessarily have the skills. They were individual contributors who worked up the worked their way up the organization. They had the technical skills to do the job, but nobody helped them to understand what it looks like to have the people skills component. And so I experienced a, a, a couple of leaders, two or three leaders. One would be my direct boss and then my boss's boss who really lacked self-awareness, emotional intelligence and uh, intentionality. And mm. You know, as someone just getting to the work world, you ask yourself, okay, is this is is this what it looks like? Like, is this what I worked so hard to finish school and then to be in an environment that looks like this? You know, it's it's new to you, so you don't really know what are the norms. And I think as I started to do more of my learning and, and research and, and taking leadership training and then got an opportunity to have some really great mentors in that work environment who were not my direct leaders, but were also leaders in other areas of the organization, I started to see that contrast between, wow, what a difference when you have somebody mentoring and coaching you and that sees your potential and the difference between that and people who are essentially perhaps feeling threatened by you, pushing you down, um, being very critical, being very negative. And I, I started to recognize, okay, like there's a different way and there is dysfunction in a lot of organizations. And if you think about it, and I was talking to somebody in a, in a podcast this morning, actually, um, she was on my podcast and we were talking about this, like they, a lot of, of adults, they never worked through all the dysfunction they had in their lives as they were growing up. So then they go to the workplace and they keep <laughs> on repeating yeah. those cycles. And so I think I intuitively knew I'm here to help heal that. I'm here to be that person who's starting to have a different conversation and challenging the status quo and challenging these stories that say command and control is okay. Command and control is the way bullying is okay. Uh, people who behave in that way 
it's not their fault. It's just the way it is. I, I was like, no, it's not the way it is. It's not acceptable. And I really felt strongly. I want to be the voice for the people. And I'm going to try to challenge that, that, that what is being acceptable is no longer acceptable. And then I also wanted to be that person to help do the work with the leaders who are at that place in their journey, that they're a little bit further along that they recognize they want to be good leaders. It's just they don't necessarily have all the tools and they're willing to do the work and to do the self-reflection and to dig in and be uncomfortable because they they see that it's it's an opportunity and also a responsibility when you go into leadership. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And uh, I appreciate how you mentioned that some of those um, early bosses where you went, wow, is this? is this what I've really invested so much in? And I, I don't know about you, but I feel like definitely for me, I, I've learned a lot from my, like probably some of the most formative moments for me have been when I made massive mistakes, <laughs> which yeah. has happened, you know, frequently, but that's honestly some of the things that I talk the most about now and the most passionately uh, I'm, I'm only so passionate about them because I've experienced the, the sheer pain of doing it terribly as a leader and how it affects others and yourself. And, yeah. uh, but also watching other people and going, whoa, that's, there's something about this that is incredibly unhelpful and um, diminishes people's potential. What is it? And how can I not do that? And, and as much as, you know, you wish you could say, we always learn from the best people. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's those people and those experiences that really, uh, form you and shape you with, with what not to do. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Those contrasts, right. They start to make you ask yourself some questions around like, well, what's going on there and why are they behaving the way they're doing? And yeah. what do I notice? I do, because we all are, if we're in, if we're under stress, if we're noticing that we're having that biological response where we're in fight, flight, or freeze, we're not going to show up as our best selves. So to me, it's like backtracking. What do I need to do to set myself up so that I'm more likely to show up as my best self? And let's also have self-compassion, which I try to have compassion and empathy for those mm. leaders as well, because yeah. they were probably doing the best they could with what they had and they didn't have the tools. That doesn't mean that I'm saying that there isn't another way, but it's also recognizing um, when we have stressors that are showing up, there tends to be a default way that we show up. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's so true. Um, so I'm interested to know with the work that you've been doing and, um, and the keynotes and coaching people, the emotional intelligence training, your podcast, which we'll uh, mention a bit more, uh, you know, at, at the end, cause I really want to, I really want to encourage people to go and check it out. Are there any moments and stories from your work that really stand out as incredibly meaningful where you were able to see, you know, it could be a little thing or there was someone really experienced a transformation that's really stuck with you or helped to transform a team or an organization, anything that comes to mind? I mean, absolutely. And I would say every single day, and I feel so privileged to get to do this work and to be able to witness the, the transformation and changes that happen. And um, I, I, I think that I'm, I'm so inspired by my clients and, and whether that's a keynote and the people that are showing up in that room, or whether that's somebody I'm working with in a long-term meaningful engagement is, is their willingness to have the courage to look in the mirror. And, you know, when I think about the ones that 
impact me the most. I, I think it's going to be the ones where they had no idea what they were getting themselves into. Like in, in one way, they they're willing to start to do some change and see themselves differently. Um, but they they took those baby steps. And I think they would say, I mean, there's some leaders that I've I have one leader I've been working with for for almost six years and some that's been two years, three years. And uh, and they always say too, wow, like, wow, did you I, I wouldn't have ever imagined I'd get to this place. And I think the parts that I love the most, and this is speaking to some of that emotional intelligence and mindfulness is as, as leaders and as humans and individuals in our, our current culture and the way that many of our workplaces are set up, uh, we spend so much time from the neck up, right? So much time in our heads and our, our heads have served us very well. There's lots of intellect there. We need our, our thinking to of course solve and come to solutions and all of those different things. So it's not a, we, we don't want to let go of that yet. There's a whole bunch of intelligence available in your body, whether that's your heart, whether that's literally in your body that is there, that is trying to get your attention all the time. But a lot of leaders haven't learned or they've forgotten. I would say we all had it as young kids. Um, we show up with so much curiosity and touch it with ourselves in that way. And then I think as we started to put lots of layers on and conditioning and how we are told we have to show up and coping mechanisms to be honest that we create to keep ourselves safe in situations that feel very unsafe as little people that don't have all of those um, skills in our executive functioning to me it's so rewarding to watch leaders start to tap into this whole self this whole part of themselves that they weren't using right so just being able to check in and notice what's happening in their body and recognizing yeah. that their body is getting their attention and letting themselves it's telling them when something's in alignment or when things are not in alignment or that a need is not being met or something needs to change or a value of theirs is not being honored and to me, that's a transformative work. And, and I talk a lot about helping leaders to really connect to that presence. And that presence is about being here in the present moment and tuning in in that way. And through tuning in, being able to have access to these resources that allow you to have uh, so much more creativity, so many bigger ideas, and ultimately being able to connect on a human level so much deeper to every single person that you interact with. And when I see leaders, either the light bulb goes off or I see it, or we experience it through actually getting into their body and having them um, actually go through it, or they go into work and they allow themselves and they start really tapping into this part of themselves. And then they come back and share the stories with me and how it impacted both that individual and how it impacted themselves. To me, there's nothing, there's nothing more magical than that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for, for listeners who may never have really lent into this and it might be brand new or uh, they've, they've, they know some, some things about it, but they're really keen to learn more. What would be some initial advice for someone who, you know, who's wanting to just uh, find out a bit more about how they can uh, not just be thinking, but actually really paying attention to, to what they're feeling in their body in terms of how they're leading. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of um, talking about somatic and what's happening in your body and, and through a lot of coaching, and I've gotten training on this as well. But I would say even taking it a step back is to, to start understanding more of those things, such as like, what does it look like to be a conscious leader? And so there's a book that I love that's called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And it'll go into some of those things around what does it look like to give yourself permission to feel what does it look like to give yourself space to to play and to have self-care and um so i really like that one there's a book called uh, permission to feel by mark brackets that goes into a lot of the the internal landscape and um and what we're experiencing so i, I really like that one that talks about emotional intelligence and um tapping into that part of ourselves i'm also just a big believer not even just books but around just practicing meditation and building that muscle and i think we can overcomplicate. there's all these stories around what meditation is and i think sometimes people have this version that they're sitting on a you know a mat for hours at a time it, it doesn't need to look like that and there's so many wonderful apps now um, headspace calm balance that can help give you guided meditations but even just sitting down and whether that's in a chair or on a couch or even walking outside and just saying you know i'm going to take five to ten mindful minutes i'm going to take some deep breaths uh, thoughts are going to show up. Guess what? We all are, we get, we have 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Thoughts aren't going anywhere, but just noticing the thoughts, just recognizing they're like passing clouds, bring yourself back to the present moment, bring yourself back to the present moment. I think that's a way that you can start to just connect with that inner landscape and give space to whatever's there. Uh, you, you know, we're not just human doings, we're human beings. And so meditation can really help give you that space for being. Mm. And for people who are resistant in thinking, well, meditation is a, a, a spiritual thing and it has to be absolutely not. It's There's lots of science to show how effective it is. But for me, um, and I've been, oh my gosh, I started meditating over 10 years ago. It's in those moments when I slow down and take those deep breaths that I'm more aware of what's going on in my body. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. Uh, well, let's jump into Leadership Express. I've got a few questions for you. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What's a book that you've gifted to other people, Kristen? So definitely the 15 commitments of conscious leadership a lot. Um, anything by Brene Brown. I really love uh, Dare to Lead, um, Daring Greatly. I think those ones are wonderful books. Um, I'm looking at my bookshelf now. I, I love anything by Malcolm Gladwell. I find it's great for yes. shifting perspectives and you think things are one way and then all of a sudden you see it a different way. Um, in that same context, I like Adam Grant as well. I like Adam Grant's book. And then I also like his podcast um, through Ted called Work Life. Um, so those things that challenge the status quo. And I think those authors do a really great job of, uh, of doing that. And from a mindfulness perspective, I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle and his books, The Power of Now and mm -hmm. um, A New Earth. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, what's a great piece of advice you've received? I try to slow down and listen to advice all the time because there's so much richness there when we slow down and listen. <laughs> um, 
I think advice. So for me, who is a type A ambitious, go, go, go kind of girl by nature, and it's my defaults. Um, I think anyone who's helped me understand the beauty and importance of slowing down and creating space for self-reflection on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And mm. that's been great advice. And then listening, you could never listen too much to slow <laughs> down, actively listen to be fully present for the person in front of you. I don't think there's a, a more beautiful gift. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. What about a movie or TV show that really impacted you? My favorite movie of all time is Goodwill Hunting. Um, I, I like it yes. for so many reasons. So good. Such a good movie. I've watched it over and over and over again. Um, so I, I find that um, the the different place, the, it, amazing acting, but so many different stories and how it all intersects. So it's it's one of my favorites. I also take, I tend to also like some of the dark shows that are a commentary on uh, psychology. And I, I did a lot of work in psychology in the university. And so understanding behaviors and how we work. So shows like Breaking Bad and Ozarks, where it's, they started off one way and then it got really <laughs> dark, but yeah. then understanding what happened, like what brought them down that pathway. I always find the, the psychological behavior and anything around that is quite fascinating to me. Yeah. Breaking bad is just one of my favorite. It's <laughs> yeah. just like a piece of art, the way they, they develop the characters. Um, well, it is yeah. a piece of art. It's just beautiful. And, but, but so horrible at the same time, it's this, yeah. oh yeah, that's, that's great. I haven't had that recommendation before, but that's one of my all time uh, favorite shows. So yeah. And um, I haven't watched um, Ozarks. So that's a, that's a good very one as well. similar in terms of the darkness jono it's very dark <laughs> but also human behavior right and to me yeah. it's understanding the human behavior and contrasting and there's so much richness and because as humans we also are flawed in a, a beautiful way and it's understanding to me we have our shadow side and i think some people are fearful of being with that shadow side so i think it's that's what probably attracts me so much to it yeah absolutely and last question, if you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Mm -hmm. I think it would be to slow down and trust yourself more and recognize that you have the answers. And, and when I say answers, you have the answers around what feels most right for you and <laughs> This is where there's always these dualities and I love dualities. So there's that piece. And also, please don't be afraid to ask for help. We're not meant to go on this journey alone. Yeah, that's, um, that's a wonderful advice. Well, uh, for those who have really enjoyed today and want to reach out and connect with you on LinkedIn, and, and also I'd love for you to tell everyone about your podcast, they can check it out. What, what are the different ways people can find you and connect with you? Yeah, thank you. So um, for sure, my my website is kristenharcourt.com. So that's easy to find. I'm very active on social media. I usually spend most uh, more time on LinkedIn and Instagram. So happy to connect and don't hesitate to reach out. I, I love um, I love community and, and talking with others and uh, podcast on all on all major podcast platforms, but it's called inspirational leadership and you can catch 
um, you can catch all episodes on my website as well underneath my, uh, on my blog, on my podcast. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Uh, this has just raised a bunch of um, great topics and, and interesting questions. And, uh, and also I I've just really enjoyed Kristen's vulnerability and, and sharing her story from when she was younger as well, which I think will encourage and inspire a lot of people who may have similar stories to, yeah, to, to keep growing and break through those ceilings and, and become the leaders that you can be. So I want to encourage you in that. Don't forget as well, uh, for our listeners, I also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast and Leadership Question of the Day, where I ask you a different question every day to put a stone in your shoe as a leader, make you a bit uncomfortable because we need to be uncomfortable if we're going to grow. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to Kristen. It's been a joy to have you on to chat a little bit about leadership, to hear some of your story. And um, yeah, just like I just said, then I'm just so thankful for your vulnerability and um, just the way you were able to articulate how some of those challenges um not only challenges in particular people, but also probably challenges around culture and, and, and what was acceptable and, and how you were treated when, when, when you were younger, but how that's become formative for you and, um, and, and helped you to become the person you are today. And, and, and I think um, now you're giving back and sharing that it's, yeah, it was just a joy. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing Kristen. Thanks so much, Jono. And thank you so much for also the important work that you're doing in the world. There cannot be too many of us out there doing this work. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders 
And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O'White, or Clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.